You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. When the Melbourne Museum was investigating how to create a space for the under fives, they turned to people who had worked in the field of early learning for many years. One of those was Anne Stonehouse, who also advised on the Australian Early Early Years Learning Framework. I had a chat with Anne about her work in the Children's Gallery and began by asking her why she has a particular interest in the under threes. It's always been my particular professional interest and I think it's because in spite of brain development research, people within our profession and people more broadly underestimate the capacities of very young children, underestimate their empathy, their wisdom, their drive to to learn. And um, more particularly within early education and care services, there's, I think, less less expertise, less knowledge about good practice with that age group than with over three-year-olds. You consulted on the National Early Years Learning Framework. What do you think? I know it's such a big thing. This is a very big question to ask. I understand there's lots of different levels of that process. But what do you think is one of the most important goals of the framework? The government may have had, the Commonwealth may have had somewhat different goals to the goals that the group of people had who wrote it. I think that one of the main goals was to to kind of reshape or um, put a different perspective on what really matters as far as outcomes for young children. And also a major goal was to say that we're talking about care and education services broadly, that children don't say, oh, this is childcare, I'll turn my brain off until I get to preschool or kindergarten. That The younger a child is, the more they're learning wherever they are, and that the same principles and practices and outcomes apply, whether you're talking about a baby or a child just about to start school, whether you're talking about something that's called a childcare centre or a family daycare home or a preschool that the same principles, they, they may be enacted differently because of circumstances or funding or structure or all sorts of things, but in general the same principles apply. I think that was one of the, one of the things we were most excited about in developing the framework. That to me sounds like children as young as six months or even younger are constantly learning. Can you talk to me about the goal under the framework of every child being a confident learner. What does that actually mean? Well, children start off when they're born. I think all babies, unless they have some massive health problem, if children, if babies feel secure, they will learn. They're kind of born to communicate, born to explore, born to relate. And so the idea is that Every experience they have, whether it's in a museum or with their family at home or in an early education and care service, should build on that kind of drive to learn, should help them to to believe that it's okay to take reasonable risks, to experiment, to explore, to initiate, to seek help from others when when you need it, but to, to not be afraid to learn. And I think, you know, particularly if you think about children in school that sadly there's some children who um, 
either because of their life experiences and their feelings of insecurity and worry about being safe and being looked after. Children who are not confident learners or or because they've had lots of messages that say, you know, you're not as smart as your brother or you're not as smart as that other child or you can't do it because you're only two or or whatever. So it's that notion without pressuring children, and it's really tricky to achieve that balance, but that notion of children having a kind of I-can-do-it attitude. Sometimes I need help, sometimes I'll fail, sometimes I need an adult to say no, you can't do it, <laughs> you know, it's not safe or whatever, but, but, but in general, a kind of positive regard for themselves. You're listening to Kindling Conversation, and I'm speaking with Anne Stonehouse, who has been in the early childhood education area for many, many years. She consulted on the National Early Years Learning Framework and also at the Pauline Gandel Children's Gallery here at the Melbourne Museum. <laughs> I'm interested, Anne, in all of this knowledge that you have, and particularly in this idea of children being confident learners. How do you see a space like the gallery working? There are a lot of things I really love about the the new children's gallery. The way I see it is that the physical environment is set up to offer many different opportunities and quite varied opportunities for children and their families or carers to engage at whatever level they want to and in what they're interested in. So it's open in that sense. I mean, one of the things we talk about in care and education services is the importance of open experiences and open materials so that children can be creative, so that they can use them and have experiences based on their interests and their abilities. And I feel like that's what the Children's Gallery offers in quite an excellent way, that there are ways for babies to engage, ways for five-year-olds to engage and, and so forth, opportunities to engage independently, some experiences that are much, much richer and much better learning experiences when an adult engages with them. I know that you're a fan of the fact that there aren't many signs, well there's no signs really around the children's gallery apart from a couple of clouds with words and different translations of that word. Why do you like that? I like the openness. Um, I like the fact that it gives a very different message to almost a kind of cliche trite message that exists in a lot of places and in a lot of parts of our society about you know that you need to label everything and that that adults need to be constantly teaching in this kind of banal sort of predictable way and it's often about colors and shapes and and that sort of thing and I think a lot of families feel a huge amount of pressure to kind of get that child on the road to success from day one if not before day one and I love the fact that here it seems to me there's an absence of that kind of pressure and you know I've seen signage in other institutions that I think contributes to that pressure I just I love the fact that there's it's more relaxing for families and hopefully more open for families to engage with children in a way that makes sense um, and reflects the child's, the child's interest. 
If you had any advice for parents who have young children when it comes to ensuring the best start to life, what would it be? Well, it's a, here's a cliche, but it, you know, a lot of people end up saying, well, it's all about relationships. But I do think that that foundation of security, parents getting to know their child and the child getting to know the parents is, is really, really important. Tuning into the individual. I think it's very easy for some parents to have some kind of idealised notion of what kind of child they want their child to be. And, and children are individuals from the minute they're born. I guess part of that too is about engaging with the child. I mean, even though we talk a lot about children being independent learners, most learning is a social transaction and it's not a matter of of at the museum or at home or whatever, just, you know, let them go and step in if they're about to hurt themselves. But the adult's engagement in an authentic way, in in a way that's true to them rather than some false kind of notion of what what a teacher might do is the best way to support learning but at at the level of the individual child's interest what they're wanting to get out of it do you think in that respect as well that it's important for parents to know what they enjoy doing with their kids and that they're not you know say for example they hate craft but they love lego is it important for them to recognize that and then do what they find fun as well yeah and yeah i i think um I think it's in the early years learning framework, but whether it is or isn't, it's true that there there are many good ways to rear a child. And I think one of the best things to do is to share your interest, your talents, your strengths as a parent with your child. And I don't know, I might change my ideas. I might say it differently at some other time, but I guess right now what I would say is that the only absolute necessity is to develop a loving, warm, respectful relationship with the child that recognises that child's individuality. And and that, that's easy to say and very complex to do and lasts a lifetime. But beyond that, there are lots of good options for, for families. There's no, there's no prescription for being a, a good family or being a good parent. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. You're listening to Kindly Conversation. That was Anne Stonehouse, who's a researcher in early learning and former advisor for the Australian Early Years Learning Framework. This interview was brought to you by the Pauline Gandal Children's Gallery at the Melbourne Museum. It's a special place designed for babies to five-year-olds filled with hands-on exhibits and immersive environments, as well as a cafe, baby change room and kitchen facilities. For more info, head to museumvictoria.com.au forward slash Melbourne Museum. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.